I think that the greatest epidemic in this world is this idea that when this happens, then I'll be happy. When you can really drop into when I'm happy, this will happen. That's really when you get freedom. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. Want to increase your sales without so much hustle? Oh my gosh. Let's talk about doing funnels. Funnels are like the thing right now, but whether it's challenge, a tripwire, a webinar, or even getting people on the phone, guess what? All of that is the same. It's a sales process and what some people call funnels, okay? And I want to help you with your sales process because here's the thing. When you can really master and improve that process, you will get more sales in your business. Normally inside of my six month coaching program, what I do is I actually look at everything that my clients do. I look at all of their copy, all of their emails, everything that they're doing inside of a launch or outside of a launch. And really, I want to bring that element to a small intensive for you. So what I want to do is offer you the opportunity for me to look at all of your emails, all of your copy, whether it's a challenge, a funnel, a webinar, or a sales call. I will actually listen to your sales call. Yeah, you heard that, right? Okay, so in order to get this amazing offer, it's called a funnel intensive. You can find it at impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash work with me. You can purchase there right away. Or if you want to get on the phone and just make sure it's a good fit for both of us, I'd be happy to chat with you. Let's optimize that sales process so that you can start generating more sales in your business without the grind. Hey there, and welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. Today, I asked one of my biz besties, Carrie, to come and talk with us all about mindset stuff. And we're not really sure where this conversation is going to go exactly, but we have really awesome conversations. And we thought, hey, let's record this on a podcast. That is really the truth. That's how I roll. So <laughs> welcome, Carrie. Can you like tell everybody what you do and what you talk about and introduce yourself a little? Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat, see what unfolds. My name is Carrie Gavin. My business is focusing on the heart and I help you prosper by returning to your heart and remembering who you really are. So I am really in the business of helping people come back to who they are without the stories that everybody else has been influencing you with throughout your whole life. And so we sort of reprogram your brain with the things that actually matter to you as opposed to all the things that we get from the outside world that we think matter to us. And so I'm really just in service to helping people create a life and business they love that's aligned with them rather than all the shiny objects all over Facebook and social media. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think it's so important for us to remember what it is that we truly want and really get in tune with that. Because so many times we can see what everybody else is doing and those expectations feel really heavy because it's not what we really want. Like how can people figure out what they want. Like, how do they even start, especially if we're like high achievers like me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that. All right. 
I think it's really important to really start with like the ground floor. And so in one of my intensives, the heart's desire, I really start walking people through the things of like asking the questions of what do you actually want in your life? And this sounds like a pretty basic question, but it's actually really hard for people to say out loud and own what they actually want. In my experience, I've come across sort of two camps. One camp is the people that want all the things that they see online or laptop on a beach or, you know, this like jetting off to Italy or whatever it is. And we think, oh, I want that laptop lifestyle and I want 20K months and whatever. But we haven't even really explored if that's what you actually want or that's the idea that you like, right? There's a difference. And then the other camp is people that don't feel even remotely worthy of claiming anything other than what they're currently experiencing. So they struggle with, I actually want to have enough money to take my family away for a weekend without having to check the bank account to make sure I could put gas in the car or whatever it is. So it's sort of, in my experience, two ends of the spectrum where there's people that are dreaming and connecting with desires that they might not actually even have. It might just be what looks good on the outside. And then there's other people that really just don't feel worthy to sort of say what they actually want from conditionings they've had growing up or struggle or that it's really hard to be successful or any of the stories that we get from our environment and our upbringing. Yeah. So let's back it up two seconds because some of my people listening may or may not know what stories are. And this is a big part of coaching and the work that we do. So like, can you describe that for people just so that everybody's on the same page? Yeah, definitely. So for me, what that means is throughout our life experiences, we give meaning to things. So when we have an experience in our family or the way that we get love from our parents or the way that we interact with our partner, whatever that is, whatever these experiences are that we have in our life, we give meaning to them. And so the reality is we might have a different perception and a different awareness of an experience than somebody else but we adopt it internally in our brain, in our heart as truth. So that actually becomes a story because we don't know for sure that that's, you know, what actually was experienced, but it's the lens in which you see the world. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, it makes sense to me, but I'm a coach, so I hope (laughs) it makes sense to everybody listening. And I really look at it I mean, me personally, and this is how we were trained in my coach training, but it's kind of like when you have different lenses or glasses on, like the actual object you're looking at, let's say you're looking at this cuddly cute cat, right? And the the fact is the cat is white, but you put on purple glasses, it looks purple now. You put on sunglasses, it looks darker color like that. But the reality is really not changing. It's just your perception of it. And the story is the lens, right? Yeah. And I equate it. So I've had a photography business for 11 years previously. And I think about when I 
was trying to take certain photos, depending on what I was trying to achieve, I would use a different lens literally in the camera, right? So if I'm trying to take a really close-up photo, I have a zoom lens. If I'm trying to take a, you know, landscape photo, I have something that's further back. And for me, a story is really just what is it that I'm looking through? What's the perception? What's the awareness? Yeah. So when somebody has had experiences that like maybe they didn't reach their goal, like their perception is now changed or different and then they're not achieving as many goals or like how does that kind of play out in really identifying what they want? Yeah, so it might be exactly that. If someone has a goal of reaching a certain number, say you want to make $5,000 and for whatever reason you didn't reach that goal, the story that you might have adopted is that you can never reach these financial goals and that this is as good as it gets. So you stop trying so hard, you don't put yourself out there anymore, your visibility is down. It just sort of trickles into all these other areas of your life. But the reality is Maybe it was a simple tweak in your messaging, or maybe it was an offer that, you know, you didn't pre-screen to see if there was a need in the marketplace for. Like, it's an awareness where if you're able to sort of pull yourself back to like a 30,000-foot view and say, okay, what are the other options here? What else could it possibly have been? Does it mean that I'm actually a failure or that I can't reach success? Or is it just a tweak in strategy or messaging or whatever it is? Yeah. And on the podcast lately, I've been talking a lot about sales. And I can't tell you how frequently this comes up in sales, right? There's the story that like, well, I can't sell to any of my past customers. Well, because they don't want to buy from me. They know what I'm selling (laughs) and they must have hated the experience or whatever, right? Like there are so many stories that we make up in selling and in sales conversations, right? Like exactly like you're saying, they prevent us from even doing the thing, the follow-up or offering the thing. And that's where we really get into trouble because let's face it, if you're not doing any sales activities, you're not going to get sales. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's true. That's right. And I, yeah, I think it's important to sort of sit with that for a second because I think a lot of times, you know, especially in this industry of coaching, we can talk a lot about being empowered or being a victim. And nobody really wants to be a victim consciously, but this is one of those sort of sneaky ways that ego can come up and sort of sabotage us when we decide the story or the lens that we're choosing is, I'm not going to be able to sell to my past clients for whatever reason, but It's also an opportunity for you to really be honest with yourself and figure out, am I using this as a crutch to actually not reach the success that I want? Or is this just something I need to shift my mindset around? Meaning, can I look at this differently and is there a possibility? So it sort of comes back to that sense of empowerment or is your ego sort of taking over and keeping you in this victimhood that you don't even know you're a victim for? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. 
And I think it's interesting too, like the conversation started around really identifying what you want. And like, if you don't have that first, it becomes really hard to even decide (laughs) that second piece, right? Totally. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. And I think it just comes back to like, how available are you to be open to an alternative? right? Because if you're so set on like, this is the only way, then you start giving it meaning around whatever your goals are, whatever you're not reaching. And that sort of affects the business holistically. Absolutely. The other thing, as you were talking, it reminded me of sort of back to your original question, being able to really sit with and really look at what is it that you actually want Because sometimes you're not reaching those goals because it's not actually what you really want. Exactly. And you're getting a watered down version because you're not actually in alignment. (laughs) So like a perfect example, like she talked about 5K months. So let's say you want 5K months, but you have set this rigid way of like, it has to be through this type of client, this type of, you know, all the ands that we've put into the perfect bucket, right? And I'm not saying like not having boundaries around the types of clients you take in, but like so many times in my business, like I said, I'm ready to receive some, you know, Facebook ad clients. And all I'm getting is like one-on-one clients, like for coaching, (laughs) right? Or vice versa. And so had I been so rigid to not allow the money to come in in a slightly different way, then perhaps I wouldn't be where I am today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think, okay, identifying what you want, but kind of like loosening up around how it comes in. Totally, and I guess I should clarify there that when I say identifying what you want, I'm not even specifically speaking of like just the avenue in which it's coming. I'm speaking to the emotion of what is it that you want. So when I say, what is it that you want? And you say, I want 5k a month. I'm not even asking about what the numbers are. I'm talking about what does that 5k month mean to you? And how does it feel for you? And what does it look like with your life being different if you have a 5k month? Or what are the upgrades that you get to experience because of that? Because ultimately, we're really going after the emotion of that thing. Because the thing is always going to change, you're going to get a new desire every time you reach one of the things or not for that matter, but it's ultimately always the feeling that we're going after. So it's not even necessarily like, is it Facebook ad clients or one-on-one clients? It's when I have this certain financial goal that gets met, how am I going to feel? And can I actually allow that in? Yeah, I think that's so important because, I mean, we've both had this in our business where we're looking at, you know, doing more leveraged things, right? So like courses and group programs and stuff like that. And, you know, can I really allow that in is a key part of that, right? Because if you're wanting more freedom and flexibility, and all you're getting is one-on-one clients, you're going to be pushing those one-on-one clients back And I can't tell you how many times I've done this in my business. Like, I'm just going to be real right now and say (laughs) there's been times where I wanted more flexibility and time, freedom, and the income. 
And all I was getting was one-on-one opportunities and I didn't allow those in, right? And so those months, like maybe I didn't reach that, you know, the goal that I had initially set, but I was also okay with that because it gave me what I ultimately wanted, which was the freedom and flexibility. Totally, totally. And that's what I think is really important for people to remember that like when you're figuring out what you actually want, are you being honest with yourself of what you really do want? I don't know how else to say it because it gets layered so many ways that we think we're supposed to have this or if we have this, it's going to change that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that I want to talk about this one thing that I'm seeing over and over again, right? Just because somebody else wants or has a six-figure business of 10K a month, a you know, $20,000 or $100,000 launch, and maybe they're in your circle and maybe they're influencing you and they want that does not mean that you necessarily have to want that too. And Holy yes. <laughs> so I think giving yourself grace around whatever it is you want and really doing the work to ask yourself if you really want it because there's nothing like trying to go for a goal that's not your goal and then not reaching it and beating yourself up about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, so much yes. So much yes. And also, I'm going to let you talk for a second because I want to say this right, but keep talking about that for a second. I had a thought and it just escaped me. Yeah. So like I see this over and over again with my clients and potential clients, mostly potential clients because by the time we're actually working together, we're working through some of these unrealistically high expectations, right? But but like, let's say the thing is you want, you know, 10K months, and these are the things you want to feel, like maybe you've even identified that and you've gone to that level. But then when I ask you why you want 10K months, and you've covered all the feeling states and what you're going to do with the money, and then you realize, well, but I don't really want to do the work to get there or like I don't want to actually service that many clients or, 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 and the list goes on and on, right? So I think whenever you're setting the goals, just being sure that you're actually wanting it and that it's your true goal and it's your true path. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about it is not only is it important to figure out what you feel about it, how it's going to change things for you, what are you willing to do in exchange for that? All of those things are super important. But also, how else is it going to affect the rest of your life? Meaning, you might be good with taking on 10 more clients than you have right now to reach this number. But what about the sacrifice that your family is going to have to make? Are you willing to do that too? Because sometimes we get in the space where we're super clear on our boundaries for our business or the client load we have or the money we want to make. And we're like, okay, I can do this. I can hustle for a month, which is the antithesis of everything I believe in. But for the sake of argument, let's just say we'll hustle for the month and we'll totally burn the candle at both ends and we'll just make it happen. But the thing I want to ask you to consider is like, is the journey worth it? right? Because a lot of times we think we can sort of just like make it happen and we're suffering the whole way through it. So like what kind of quality are you delivering? And also 
how is the holistic part of your life being affected? Because it's not necessarily always about a bank account number. Yeah, I totally agree. So like this happened to me early on in my business. I think I was only seven months into my business. I hit my first 15K month and it was all through one-on-one coaching clients. I had no nanny, no babysitter, no childcare. I do everything in my house. So like dinner, laundry, everything, cleaning is done by me, okay? And especially back then, right? So what I'm basically saying is I took on way too many clients to the point where I was coaching them until 11, 12 o'clock at night. And that didn't allow me, number one, to like really focus on sales activities for the following months, you know? Yep. So that was a big learning moment. So anyone taking, write that down, please. Right. (laughs) Always do sales activities. But I think the second part was I didn't structure my life to support the bringing on of clients. So a lot of times what I see is like, well, I'll invest in whatever when I have this. But had I done it the opposite way, had I gotten support first, had I gotten the nanny first, had I gotten some childcare, maybe a cleaning lady, it would have been so much easier for me to maintain that level. And I'm going to be like perfectly honest, like the next month I was back down to like 5k. And so to go from 15k down to 5k sucks. And when you're looking at sustainability in your business, I think the most important lesson that I drew from that is investing in support before you take on more responsibility was huge. And it does mean that you're like leaping. You have to let go of that safety bar and trust so much in that moment that you're going to make that happen and be able to sustain it and continue to get support. Yeah. And I think what you said right there is you sort of just like slid that in there. But the fact that you have to trust yourself that you're going to make it happen, right? And so there's two pieces in there that are really important where you have to trust that you are capable and believe in yourself enough to do it. But you also have to recognize that there is action that has to happen in that. It's not just like, I'm going to make the investments and like hope it works out. Hope is just the positive flip side of worry. Hope isn't actionable. That doesn't mean anything. So you can't be like, I'm going to make the investment because I was guilty of this very early on when I entered the coaching industry is I was like, oh, everybody's telling me that I have to like make the investments before I'm ready. And then I'll see the results because I have to show the universe that I'm serious, which I think is horrible advice, actually. Horrible. I mean, like the worst. (laughs) We've talked about this at length, but I think it's important to bring up here because there is a huge, huge, huge difference between making investments that you're going to see a return on, not necessarily in equal monetarily equivalency, but it's like an energetic investment. Like I was making investments where people were like, you need to invest in this and you need to invest in this and you need to show the universe that you are ready or God or source or whatever, like you're ready. And I'm standing there at that line like, oh, I'm ready because I am so fearful. This is literally taking my bank account into negative. Okay, I'm ready. That is not the place you invest from. 
Totally agree. It is so backwards. And that I think that is the worst advice. Now, I will say there is a very different place to come from when you're making investments. Like I also made investments when I didn't really have the money yet, but I knew that it was the right investment. And so I said yes, and then I was able to create the money. There's a huge difference energetically when you're saying, I am so effing scared, I'm going to make this investment, and then I'm just going to hope that everything works out. Then saying, this feels totally aligned and feels energetically and in my heart of hearts, this is the right person. This is the next step. I know I have to be willing to be uncomfortable to stretch and grow, right? Because just like anything growing, you have to be willing to change, but it's not from a place of despair. Absolutely. It's a pattern that I see sometimes in clients that come to me is that what I see them doing, which is the despair in action is like, let me just throw all the money at it, right? So let me just hire that $30,000 coach because that's going to solve every problem. And throwing money at stuff is not the answer. And there's a big difference between the investment that is going to propel you forward and is your next step and like just throwing money at the problem and digging a bigger hole. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important that you have to find the ways in which you connect with yourself in order to hear your intuition because that's how you find out what your best next step is. Not your next best step, your best next step. Because when you are just throwing money at things and it's not working out, that's because you're not in alignment for that thing. And also because you don't have the capacity to receive whatever's on the other side of that right? Like you can't say, I'll invest $30,000 and hope that I make $50,000, but I literally can't imagine making more than $5,000. Totally. And I feel like for me, that was kind of a big part of what happened with me when like, I went from like 5,000 to 15. Right. And I think in reality and in retrospect, it was the cup did not have a $15,000 capacity at that time. Nope. And nope. so what ended up happening is I just equilibriumed it the next month. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, cool. And then it took me a couple months to get back up to where I was like, okay, 10K, 10K, right? But there's nothing wrong with that incremental growth. And I think it is so shunned and so like, not really spoken about. It's all about like the big flashy numbers and how you can make $60,000 tomorrow. And in reality, yes, you can, but are you also willing to receive that? And is that really going to be sustainable for you? Yeah, totally. And we see that all the time, right? Like lottery winners that are not prepared at all to have any kind of significant increase in money come to them and then they blow it all, right? It's because you're not energetically able to receive it. And you also don't have this sort of container to accept it and be not necessarily smart with it, but you don't feel worthy of it. And you don't feel like it's something that you can sort of hold on to or recreate or whatever it is. And I think it's like, there are a lot of people out there that have this like, 
make money while you sleep and live this lifestyle of luxury. And the reality is some people are doing that, but they're also not telling you about how much time they put in for 10 years before that. Totally, totally agree. You know, this whole like make money while you sleep thing, you don't have to do anything makes me a little bonker. Yeah, I will say (laughs) this. I've had a program that I ran with Facebook ads in my own business. And I was literally making money while I slept. It was awesome. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a small course. It was like $50. It wasn't anything huge, but I was selling it like a one a day. So that's awesome. Yeah. It was just really, really awesome to see a funnel working really well like that. And I will tell you this, none of that came without effort. I had run Facebook ads and I had done okay, like a year and a half prior and I was getting great results-ish with my ads, but I was still in a newbie phase in my business where getting a dollar a lead was a lot because I was like, oh my gosh, I have no money really, you know, at that phase of my business that long ago. And so I was like, I don't know if I really want to invest in ads right now. So I stopped running ads. Six months go by and I'm like, I'm ready to invest in ads again. I had made more money and I was ready to reinvest. And I could not get my numbers down. Like I had that first time. I couldn't get anywhere near dollar lead. So here I'm thinking, I was like, I've done something horrible. I don't know. I suck at Facebook ads. I don't know what's wrong with me, right? I hunkered down on Facebook ads. I mean, I ate, slept, and breathed Facebook ads for about a year. And then I ran this campaign. And that's how I got to selling a course a day. I studied Facebook ads and funnels every single day for a whole year, like 365 days, no breaks on my vacations. I was just eating that crap up. Like I was just like a sponge. But that's the thing. That's the thing though. Like you put in the time before you created the thing. It's not like you're like, Hey, come up with an idea and throw all this money at Facebook ads and sell your courses overnight. You're a success. Right. And right. And hire like the perfect person to do all of this because this miracle unicorn is going to get my ads to that level. No, I was, first of all, I empowered myself and I was like, I'm going to go learn the shit because I know I can do it. I've done it before where I was getting good ad results. So I knew I could do it, but I also just knew that there was something off with what I was doing that second time. And so I just hunkered in and like, really learned it. And then like, I think most importantly than learning was actually having the courage to go apply it. Cause I could have sat there and learned for another three years if I would have let myself. And I'm so glad you said that because that's the other piece is sometimes we get into this consumption paralysis where we're just consuming, consuming, consuming. And so then we get to the place of like almost that overstuffed feeling after Thanksgiving dinner where you're like, uh, I don't even know what to do with this now. Where do I even start? And then you don't take the action. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, knowledge without the action is pointless. Like, yeah, that's like a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah. And so I think there was some key takeaways like from that lesson. And, and I think number one, it's when people have that $100,000 launch that you're looking at, right? Or you're maybe you're looking at like a $63,000 day. Cool. But what do they have behind that to make that actually come to life? And that's really 
a theme that we've had on the podcast over and over and over again as I've interviewed people. And if you look back at like some of the early episodes with like six and seven figure business owners, they'll all tell you there was like years of work, like 10 years of work that allowed them to have the breakthrough. And a single breakthrough, a single post, a single launch is not going to fix all of your (laughs) business. Like not even a coach or consultant or anyone that you hire is going to fix your business. It has to be your personal responsibility. Totally. A thousand percent. And that's really what the difference is, right? Like if you know that everything that you're experiencing is by your creation for one reason or another, then you have the power to create anything you want. But if you're stuck in the space where you feel like you're blaming all of these outside conditions, you will forever spin your wheels. Oh my gosh. I think that is gold. (laughs) I think we have to just end it with that because (laughs) everyone, please go journal on that. Like seriously, take your journal out, go write about where am I not allowing myself to be 100% responsible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's it, right? Like when you're trying to fit yourself into all these outside conditions and every outside condition has to be perfectly right in order for you to feel good, you'll spin your wheels forever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that. It's the opposite, right? You have to be able to be in your own personal responsibility despite the outside conditions. Yeah. And I really love that. Like that is the essence for me of everything you do. You help people to just feel really good with wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's always been something that I've been working on, quite honestly. (laughs) We all are. We are. Because of all of the external stuff. And so like really looking at your life and really owning that responsibility is just so important. Yeah. And I think that that's really where freedom comes in because if you're constantly trying to manage everything that's out of your control, you're giving your power away and you're also using a crazy amount of energy on things that aren't giving you any kind of reward. Yeah. So why not just stand in who you really are and find a way to keep growing and expanding while feeling good in the process. Because P.S., when you feel good, you create more and expand more and thrive more and grow more and all of those things. But we've been so conditioned into the backwards paradigm where we think, you know, I think that the greatest epidemic in this world is this idea that when this happens, then I'll be happy when you can really drop into when I'm happy, this will happen. That's really when you get freedom. Ooh, love that. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It's really good stuff. So let's have one action item. So like, what is one action item? I know we've talked about a lot of them, but like, what is one action item that somebody can take today to really move them closer to building that business that allows them to make a huge impact in the world? I think first and foremost, it's getting super clear on who are you here to help? And more specifically, why does that matter? And I know that feels like sort of generic and sort of, oh, I've already done that. But 
we are growing and changing every single day. And so why you started this business might be a little bit different than it is today, no matter where you are. And I think it's important to come back to that because when you come back to that, you come back to your heart to remember what is the truest path for you. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And also so in alignment with impact driven, right? (laughs) Right. I know. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Okay, awesome. So everybody go do that. And where can people find you and connect with you more, Carrie? So people can find me in my Facebook group is the Connected and Creative Entrepreneur. I also have a podcast that is called Begin Within. And my website is focusingontheheart.com. Yay, thank you so much for coming on. It's been awesome. We'll have to do it again really soon. Yay, thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Head on over to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com where you can find an arsenal of videos, blog posts, and previous podcast episodes to help you increase your profit and impact. Again, impactdrivenentrepreneur.com and click on blog. Enjoy.